0: Hi, this is Melissa Cohn, and I'm here this morning with Harold Cobner, top real estate broker at Argo Real Estate. And I want to thank you for coming. I was at your table at the Hampton Classic, and it was such a lovely event, so I'm so pleased that you were able to join me here today to talk about you and real estate.
1: Well, I I really appreciate the fact that you came over and spent some time with us. I think it was great. I've enjoyed listening to your podcast. I think they're wonderful.
0: I really thank you so much for coming. With your experience on 7th Avenue in the fashion industry, how does that make you such a great broker? And what do you think are the top two elements that make you a great negotiator in real estate sales?
1: I think one of the best abilities you have to have when you negotiate is not be emotional. That's number one. And you have to be patient because it's about, the per- to win the negotiation, the person that sits there and doesn't move first usually will be the winner.
0: That's a really interesting comment in this fast-paced real estate world that everyone says that we live in and people think that speed is always the answer. So for you to tell me patience, you know, I think that that's a great insight.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, my father was a diamond dealer. And we use the term, he was a handler. And, and, and I would always go down with him and watch these people negotiate, my father and, and the other person. And they all had their prices and their mindset on what they were gonna pay in the trade. And Just they, like a
0: buyer in real estate so that
1: It is, but you have to have the patience. The buyer has what you want and the seller has, you know, the buyer has the money and the seller has the product and it's a meeting of the minds.
0: No, I I completely agree with you and that actually carries through into my business in the sense that I will put my best foot forward and if someone tries to tell me that they can do better elsewhere, I wish them luck and oftentimes they come back to me because I produced the real deal up front. So thank you. So as your business has grown, is there a common denominator in your client base?
1: My client base has high expectations. They all do. And because we live in, it, it, with certain mindsets and certain everything is about money, time is about money, they don't want their time wasted. They know that if they give me something to look for, that's what we're going to look for. I'm not going to put the add-ons that maybe or what-ifs. We're going to be very focused. And, and, and that's helped tremendously um, in, dealing with, in, in dealing with buyers.
0: And, you know, when you've had your first great success, I mean, I assume that that has led to more referrals. And so would you say that your client base sort of is, comes from sort of one sector of the city, or is it very diverse? It,
1: it, it comes from multiple sectors. I work as hard on renting a $1,900 a month apartment as I do in selling a $5 million apartment. It's about the effort that I put in, and it's about the results that we get. And that's what it's about
0: and it's all about building relationships. Absolutely. I totally agree because Absolutely. If, if you do a good job someone will tell their friend that you've done a great job if not not so much
1: and it's interesting because I, I recently uh, put a deal together for somebody who was working with a friend of his that was a broker and we had known each other in in putting a deal together a a couple of years ago, and he called me up, he said, Harold, I don't want my friend working with me, I want you to work with me, I want you to find me an apartment, this is the area. And we closed on the apartment last week. So sometimes friends aren't exactly the best person to go to.
0: I agree that friends and family can oftentimes be very dangerous. I love your monthly newsletter. It's filled with fabulous things to do in New York City and very little about selling real estate. How's that working for you?
1: Because it's not about me. Everybody, all they do is I, 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 me, me, me. The newsletter is not about me. It's about things that I actually go out and experience and try because I think we live in the most fabulous city in the world. You can eat your way through New York and never be in the same restaurant twice. There's so many things happening with museums. There's so much excitement in this city. And the newsletter is for people to go out find about art, find out about restaurants. You want to go dancing, go to the, stand in front of the Metropolitan Opera House during the summer, and you can take uh, tango lessons there. This is a great city. And the newsletter goes out to not only people in the city, but people outside the city that have other residences. And then you have pied to in this city. And they love... At the Classic, there was a couple that came down from um, uh, Massachusetts. And her first words, Harold, I love getting your newsletter. Because there's something for me always to do in Manhattan.
0: No, I mean, it's fabulous. I wish I had enough time to try as many things as you have done. I'm not quite sure I understand quite how you do it. But well, I it's... wish
1: I had the waistline that I could uh, afford to eat as much as I do. <laughs>
0: I think we all experienced a little bit of that. So, what was your most memorable deal or most memorable moment in real estate? Something funny, maybe?
1: Well, I was approached uh, by a family to sell an apartment uh, that um, the mother was still living in. And both the apartment and and mom had some issues. Uh, Mom was... uh, taking some medication. So it was a challenging arrangement. The first time I went into the apartment, uh, I was told the dogs weren't there and the dog bit me. So it was interesting. And uh, I had scheduled an open house and I had to get there early because you never know the condition of the apartment. Of course. So I walked in, put the kit dishes away, cleaned up the, the living room, got rid of all the wee-wee pads and everything like that. And I hear a noise. And I walk into the bedroom, and Mom is sitting there in bed, eating an Entenmann's pecan pie. The whole pie? Had the whole pie, Mm -hmm. and she's eating it, and she looks at me and she says, Harold, they're not gonna even notice that I'm here. And I said to her, unless you're serving coffee, they're definitely gonna notice that you're here. And we presented the apartment with her in the bed, with the pecan pie, and it was quite an interesting afternoon. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure no one forgot about
0: that open house. Um, in, with everything that you do and everything that you, you put out in a newsletter about things going on in the city, is there a favorite neighborhood that you like to sell in?
1: No. I love the city. I, I sell apartments in Tribeca, I sell apartments in Chelsea, I sell apartments in the East Village and on the Upper West Side. Every neighborhood has its own persona. Every neighborhood has great opportunities for people. I, I can't tell you that one. I think one neighborhood is better than the next. This city just keeps growing and growing and leaps and bounds and becomes more and more exciting every day.
0: I agree. It's almost as though there's a new village that's being created on an ongoing basis and we're just a city full of you know thousands of different villages and it's fascinating to go from one part of the city to the
1: next. You can walk down the same street daily, and it continually changes. I walk all over the city. I I think it's, 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 it's fabulous. And I'm always, it's the kind of city where you're always looking up and seeing what's around. Buildings are disappearing, and new, prettier buildings are coming. So, there's just so much that this city offers in different neighborhoods, in different parts of the city.
0: And you're so right, because I remember you know, when I went to go look at apartments I'm renting, and I did it on my own, no broker. Um, that the building that you used to think in your mind was like the hottest building ever has become like yesteryear's building. And it's fascinating to watch the way these buildings and the people in them sort of evolve.
1: There was a time when people would never think of living downtown in lofts. And now you, you fight over loft space. There was time where people never live over on 10th Avenue and, and you can't get apartments there. So the mood and the thought processes of people are, is constantly expanding. They're open to new ideas, new horizons. Uh, even the outer boroughs are very, very exciting. But I'm a Manhattan person. I love the city. And uh, it, it just continues to astound me.
0: No, it, it is an amazing city. So let's talk a little bit more personally. What was the last movie you saw or your favorite most recently read book?
1: Well, I'm not a big movie person per se. I, 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 I like museums. I, I, uh, I like going to Broadway shows. I have a new edition in my life, uh, Max and Max is taking up a lot of time because we're constantly training him. He's my new German Shepherd dog, and uh, so I spend a lot of time with him. Um, books, I read a book that uh, it's a fiction, uh, Once We Were Brothers, and, and now I'm going to uh, pick up the new book, that, uh, another book from the author uh, called Saving Sarah. Uh, it, it's a book about two brothers that grew up uh, in the Holocaust, they were close, like brothers, and how they separated, and, and what brought them back together. And there are moments that I cry in the book. It, it does it does bring up a lot of emotion.
0: It's amazing that that you mentioned that book. I haven't read it, but my very close friend did, and we spent a long time discussing it because it really. Reminds you and harkens you back to like what happened in the world, but how like you know human nature can overcome in so many ways.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and and, and I you know it's funny because it, after reading that, I am so blessed to have a great relationship with my real brother, you know, and my family. So it's exciting when I you know it, it it's disheartening to, when you hear or read stories like that.
0: Understood. So what's your favorite go to restaurant in the city?
1: That's like asking me what's my favorite neighborhood. There aren't them. Last week, I ate up on the Upper East Side. I ate at a place called Ilios. Ilios has been around for decades. The food is good. The maitre d' is still one of the best dressed guys in the city. And it's a fun place if you can get in. So if I'm in Chelsea, there's a restaurant. I'm on this cheeseburger kick lately because everybody's talking about cheeseburgers. I'm into chicken sandwiches, so I'm in the East Village. I'll go to Foku and have have a sandwich there. Um, Pick a neighborhood, you find a restaurant.
0: No, it's so true. I I recently moved to Turtle Bay, which I believe is hamburger heaven, um, with all of the different restaurants there.
1: I used to be a person that always went to the same restaurant for the same meal, and I realized I was doing, I was hurting myself by not expanding my horizons. Eventually that place fell by the wayside, but there's just so much to experience
0: here. I mean, it seems that everything you say and that you do is about expanding your horizons and understanding neighborhoods. It's It's
1: passion. The city, you have to be passionate about Manhattan. It has so much to offer. It's 24 hours a day, it's exciting, and there's so many things for people to do, museum-wise, library-wise, architecturally-wise, it's you know, just great.
0: And everything you say just you know, shows how you're such a great top broker, you just have a love of the city, a love of the real estate, a love of the entertainment, the food. I really thank you so much for coming.
1: But I thank you for having me and I look forward to going sailing with you one day.
0: Absolutely. Promise will be kept.